What's up, everybody? You are tuned into the Elks Call with the Elks Herd. My name is Scout, aka the Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, aka Do You Even Elks. And today, our special guest on the show is defensive lineman number 96 for the Edmonton Elks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Jamin Pelly. Jamin, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. It feels like a Wednesday. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that cold snuck up on us a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, I think we're used to colder weather still, but and maybe even a little bit more snow, but the wind today was very brisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was chilly out there. I, uh, I was walking to the stadium to go lift this morning, and yeah, I mistakenly wore shorts uh, on my drive out there. Yeah, I felt it right when I got out. Yeah. It's like, how do you know that you're Canadian? You are, you know, in the first week of November, and you're like, yeah, you know what? That's shorts weather. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my goodness, absolutely. Oh, no. So, um... Today we have an extremely stacked show, so we're going to dive into it. Uh, First thing we're going to do is a recap on the CFL semifinal playoff action from this past weekend. Following that, we're going to open up our fan forum where we talk about hot topics surrounding the Edmonton Elks, the CFL, and the sports world as a whole. After the fan forum, we're going to give everybody an Edmonton sports update and then interview our guest, Damon, in The More You Didn't Know. For the for the copyright infringement um be sure to blow up the herd chat with your questions and comments as we will read them during tonight's show so uh first off thanks everybody for tuning in thank you to everybody that's tuning in on edmonton sports talk and like we said please blow up the herd chat tonight uh get your comments in there and Catherine, we have a bit of a cfl recap real, yeah. real quick jamin did you watch any of the games this last weekend uh no man no uh once we're out it's uh it's back to work for me so i've just been in the gym and i won't watch another team play so i like i love it i love yeah. it it's beautiful you know what i i think that works that works i will take that for sure so <laughs> we'll just make this fairly quick <laughs> just make it less painful for anybody that just wants a quick little recap i mean this past saturday we had um the cfl division semifinals so we had the East Division with Hamilton, Hamilton. Wow, Hamilton. Hamilton. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to screw up this early in the episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats facing the Montreal Alouettes with a final score of 27-12 for the Alouettes. Uh, this was their sixth consecutive win and their fourth over the Tiger Cats in the 2023 season. Okay. Um, they had some pretty fantastic plays uh, with arguably the best player on the field, linebacker Darnell Sankey, yeah. who they just signed actually earlier this year, midseason. And he finished with eight defensive tackles, two quarterback sacks, and of course, an interception. Right. Uh, Fajardo. I'm saying, I'm saying it right. That's how it should be. None of this Fajardo thing. <laughs> he also had several key throws and a few runs that really impacted the game and efficient special teams, and it was an all-of-good collective effort for the team to move on to the East Final. I know you didn't watch the game, but were you surprised with that ending? Did, did you think that the Alouettes were going to win that one? Uh, You know what, yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a few guys that I was rooting for secretively uh, on the Owls, but uh, yeah, I, I, 
I definitely thought the Owls were going to win. Um, you know, they've, they've beat the Tigats every time they played, so kind of fell into the fold for me. Yeah, yeah, same deal. I mean, the the Alouettes are relatively good, especially in comparison to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, that whole quarterback scenario they have going on there, Bo Levi, was he in, was he out? Um, and then the way, of course, it all kind of fell out afterwards, it's a little bit predictable. Um, going forward, we'll see what the Alouettes do in Toronto. Yeah. The West Division semifinals had the BC Lions going against the Calgary Stampeders uh, with the Lions moving on after a 41-30 game. So, of course, Vernon Adams Jr., he led the charge with this game, definitely staying on top with his throws and his read and even using his legs to buy time to find receivers or run for first downs. Uh, He completed 28 of 39 passes for 413 yards which is a new single-game franchise record, playoff record, which was previously held by Roy DeWalt. Um, He had two touchdowns and a high team, four rushing yards on seven total carries. So, I mean, after that, are we really surprised that that's how it ended up? Um, Were you surprised by this result? Maybe. Did you want... Uh, Yeah, that one I was... uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna say I. I mean, I don't have a favorite other than the Elks, but I mean, if I had to choose between those two, yeah, I definitely was more pulling for uh, for Calgary. Cause in a sense, uh, that's the team we beat, so you know, it would give me some validation off of that. But uh, yeah, I definitely didn't think it was gonna go that way, uh, especially after I think Calgary was up about two scores or something like that early on. I think, and that's uh, that's on my phone. I've seen that on Twitter. Uh, or X, as you should call it now. Um, I seen that on the app, and I was like, uh, "Dang!" Like I, w- I was surprised by that. I was obviously rooting for Calgary being from there. Mm-hmm. Not, not anymore. But uh, you know, yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely thinking they're gonna pull it out. Especially they got hot near the end of the year, so definitely, definitely thought they're gonna pull that one out for sure. Well, exactly. And Calgary also had that massive game in BC, you know, second, I believe it was like the second last game or whatever, right? They had a big one. So, um. and I think we all know that, you know, regular season doesn't mean anything in playoff season. Yeah. <laughs> so anything can go down. And, you know, just the fact that Calgary was super hot by the end that, I mean, they came close. I mean, it wasn't a shutout and it wasn't, it was pretty close considering so yep. i mean at least it was a good fight but of course now we have the division finals coming up uh happening this saturday november 11th we have the eastern final that has montreal alouettes playing against toronto argonauts at bemo field it starts at 1 p.m yeah um toronto finished tying a cfl record with 16 wins on the season and two losses only so he was they were a force on all sides really of the ball and while montreal he they were also playing a high level especially on defense so they have definitely proven to be quite a good opponent so who do you think will win this one jamin what is your predictions on this one coming up uh yeah i got toronto i think I'm going to make a very early prediction, but yeah, I, I, I think Toronto is going to win it all. Um, yeah, they're my they're my pick for for the whole thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Toronto. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I I said that Chad Kelly was going to be a force 
mm-hmm. right after the Grey Cup last year. So I, I, I had a really good feeling that Chad Kelly was going to put in the work to to see the results, and especially with what they've done with that team as well. When somebody like Chad Kelly can just step in and take control, and everybody you know follows the leader, well, they're just they're playing amazing football with what with what they have right now, and. Even for the last couple of years, Toronto's been an amazing team. They've they've been a competitor, and sometimes they've even been a 500 team, and then somehow like won a Grey Cup, right, or close <laughs> to 500, and they've they've pulled it out, right. Once again, any given Sunday or any given Saturday. So, um, yeah, a, a Toronto for sure. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for that one too. They definitely have the chemistry, you know, yeah. that it takes to win. So. It, it's not just a quarterback. It's not just defense or O-line or, you know, offense. It's the entire team is playing yeah. really, really well. So that's what it, I think that's what it takes to win tournaments. And I think that's what they have. So I, I'm going for Toronto on that one as well. Well, and even, even real quick, even without Henoch Mwamba, I mean, he was, he was a big force last year. Aging, yep. sure, right? Getting there. <laughs> little, uh, you know, getting a little bit... A little bit aged for a football player but that being said he still had probably could play a little bit longer if he wanted to he's more than likely gonna move on and then retire or go or go into the booth uh onto the panel or something like that i think but from what we've seen but uh yeah he, even without some major players even andrew harris aj Olet's taken over for the mm-hmm. job that andrew harris was supposed to do so the system that they have he's doing it well he's too. doing amazing <laughs> i mean the system that they have out there in toronto and their development and what they're doing with their players it's it's definitely something to applaud so mm-hmm. definitely yeah. and we have the western finals uh with bc lions going against the winnipeg blue bombers they play at ig field at 4 30 pm and this is a rematch it base will actually be the second year in a row that these two teams meet up for yep. the west division final um, and of course, the matchup between Zach Laros and you know Vernon Adams Jr. will definitely be something to watch. And in my eyes, I mean, these two are very evenly matched teams, and it may be very well down come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. So, and I mean, Winnipeg also has that Claros Brady Oliveira connection, which is really hard to ignore. So that being said, what are your what are your takes on this one? Who's gonna win it? Man, uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going with Winnipeg. Um, I like BC a lot. Like, I like if I wasn't playing against them, I like them a lot on paper. But uh, yeah, I gotta give it to gotta give it to the OGs in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, it's it's a group of guys that have been around uh, with each other for a long, long time, um, and I don't think that there's much that can beat that on top of uh, having some good coaches and good play callers. And then, yeah, I mean, all, all that speaks for itself on the field and they have results and I got to go with the can't, can't bet against the upper hand. Yeah. It's that, like you said, right. And they have that, they have the pedigree. You got Willie Jefferson, you got Jeff code, you got Claro. So they've built that championship pedigree. That is you know, it will will not be denied. Those guys will not be denied. You got Brady Oliveira running running the ball down your throat. It's now. Do I think that this is potentially the year that BC could do it 
Because BC, I mean, you know, we may end up seeing a BC depending on what happens next year. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'd rather see the Elks go to the Grey Cup. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if BC continues with the way that they're going, they may be in this position again to once again host either host a, maybe they're hosting a, a West final or something, right? Mm. BC is still going to be a decent name. Um, Matthew Betts back there kind of wish that, uh, he would have stuck around in Edmonton or, you know, we would have been able to pay him same time, happy with the team that we have. Um, obviously room for improvement, but Matthew Betts, man, that guy is absolutely killing it over in BC right now. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and that's a... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Canadian boy, Jamin, give her. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I've, I've watched that guy a lot, um, you know, playing uh, Canadian university sports or Canadian university football. Um, seeing him win, I think he won, what was it, like four, maybe three or four uh, down linemen of the years. Like, they, like he was destined to, like, do great things. And, uh, yeah, just seeing him break that record now is just, like, we all, we all expected it. We all knew, we all knew who he was, uh, you know. So I, I wasn't surprised by him breaking the record, but, man, he is killing it. Like, like you said, like, yeah, he's he's uh he's playing like he did back in university. It's it's almost like university for him. Oh no, and, and I mean we'll we'll get into that a little bit because when we went to this Golden Bears game this last uh, weekend here, when we went to that game, Catherine was like, "Wow, like what's happening here? Like why is there so much speed and why are guys flying around and why is there so many crazy balls and what is up with this? Like what what is I why have I been missing this? How have I been missing this?" <laughs> And yeah, I mean, you know, there is that uh, maturation process and going into pro and it's more strategical and there's there's certain things about it, right? But um, overall, yeah, there is a performance difference that you can tell, right, between college and professional. So um, yeah, we'll dig into that later. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. I do think that Winnipeg's going to take this one. I'm not going to lie and say that I hope that BC becomes the underdog and just comes out of nowhere and you know just takes it because you never know again playoff playoffs are completely different and if you're hot you're hot you never know what's going to happen in any given game so um whereas i'm being realistic saying winnipeg's going to take it i'm still hoping that perhaps vc is going to sneak in there and (laughs) get to take them out so Uh, it, they'll be fun, so make sure that, well, if you don't tune in, it's going to happen on Saturday, but we'll definitely tune in to the results to see who gets it. Definitely. Yeah. All righty. So, see, easy peasy, just eh, to the point. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're done with that CFL talk. Um, so let's go ahead and open up the fan forum. We're going to open it up early. So this is a segment called the Fan Forum where we're going to talk about some hot topics surrounding the Elks, the CFL, and the sports world as a whole. Our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic we discuss, so make sure you comment in the Herd Chat as we ask each question, and we'll look at the chat right after we've answered. So let's head into it. Jamin, you you follow the NHL, right? Yeah, oh yeah, some somewhat, to an extent. To an extent. Okay, so you know that... <laughs> The local NHL team here, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I am I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, 
Well, that's that. <laughs> Let's so, just move on. We, uh, so we can talk about this then. We can talk about this. Book. Uh, so I, uh, I actually, I, interestingly enough, uh, just a couple hours ago, I watched the video and they said that uh, the kid that they have on reserve for goaltending uh, for the Oilers, he's down in the AHL right now. And he has the highest save percentage out of the, all of the AHL. And uh, I don't know why the Oilers are keeping their lowest percentage uh, goaltender of the whole NHL in net. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm. I've just read a few things about it, and I'm got me a little fired up because uh, I've always, as you know, you would know, yeah, I like playing hockey. So uh, you know, I've I've always been in tune with hockey, and uh, yeah, just seeing that video, it kind of kind of made me, uh, kind of made me scratch my head for sure. Like, there's a lot of things that they need to do. <laughs> Oh yes, and I mean they they did do a goaltending uh, switch up. They did indeed put Jack Campbell. This is why I'm wearing the no soup for you uh, shirt today. He's just, I, uh, he's just putting salt in the wound. Salt, here. salt in the soup. <laughs> so, question number one. Question number one: The Edmonton Oilers have uh, started the season with only two wins in eleven games after so much hype from the media. And fans in preseason, the Oilers are having a hard time finding a win with what should be a good team. Is this due to the excess pressure on the team, or is this truly just a bad hockey team? Do Oilers fans need to panic at this point? Jamin, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I like to me. Uh, you know, being not a hockey player but being a professional athlete uh you know i don't think that overhyping a team or having too much uh too much headlines before the season is a bad thing like i don't i don't see how that could be negative like maybe players getting into their own heads but at the same time there's there's a few few hockey players on the ice at one time so it's not just like one person getting into their head so i wouldn't say that uh you know it's it's from all the excess pressure or whatever uh i would definitely say uh, you know, that it's just something that they got to get right. I don't know. I can't really speak on it too, too much. But uh, if it was my, like, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't think uh, fans have to worry just yet. Um, you know, there's, there's quite a few games in hockey. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say they have to worry just yet, but it's, it's looking bleak starting to at least. Yeah, no, that's fair, Catherine. I know. I I don't think Oilers fans need to panic yet, but it's definitely getting to that point. And I think it's just because of the expectations that every ha everybody had preseason or offseason, yeah. right? They went into this season thinking that they were going to be contenders, playoff contenders, that they were going to win the cup. All these, you know, Oilers fans were super excited just to see something completely different than what they were expecting. So obviously that's going to create a lot of tension. That's going to create a lot of panic in itself. But totally. like you, Jamin said, there's still a lot of hockey left. But at the same time, you know, it's not the start of the season anymore. It's not preseason. It's not the few games right at the beginning of the season. I think it's about time that they start figuring things out. And I know there's been a lot of talk online on X, Twitter, whatever you may call it, you know, calling it. Is it a defensive coach? Uh, sorry, a goalie coach issue. Is it a player issue? Like, what is it? Who needs to get fired? Yeah. And we've heard this, right? Every single time, as soon as the teams are not performing as well as they should, they always want to fire somebody. 
Yeah. Edmonton sports fans, oh, you, know <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> so a couple of us in the room here may know a thing or two about how Edmonton sports fans, when things you know don't go their way, they resort to fire the coach. <laughs> like fire the coach is one of the most popular sayings. I mean, Hashtag. you know. <laughs> yes, hashtag fire whoever, right? It's whatever, whatever, whatever team is not doing great at that point in Edmonton, there's a hashtag fire blank. So I, I, I do think that Edmonton sports fans, I, I think they're very passionate, but I think it's really, really interesting what Jamin said. It, it doesn't matter what kind of hype you put in behind that team going into the season. If anything, that should maybe lift you up a little bit give you a little bit more spring in your step with that confidence. And oddly enough, coaching uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, what they've done is uh, some of the information here. They've gone ahead and changed a bunch of their defensive structures and how they play. And um, even with their 11 and 7 that they were working last year, they aren't finding that success this year because they've changed so many systems. So and once why? again, why? But once why would again, you change something that is working. <laughs> so that tells you that they are a coaching change away, much like another Edmonton team, yeah. right? You make a coaching change and things all of a sudden start working. Now, the Edmonton Elks, when the Elks did it, unfortunately, halfway through the season, but it worked out best because of the bye week, we get it. Uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, like Jamin said, we're 12 games in and you got another 70 to go. Yeah, it's a long, long season. Exactly. You have more than enough games to make a change right now. Well, that's that's just it. As long as they make the changes that they need to make right yeah. now. Because if they yeah. wait a little bit longer, then there's just a possibility that we may not even make it to the playoffs. So at that point, I mean, there are some changes. I I truly can't say whether it is a coaching issue or a player issue. It's. I think it's a team issue because our defense hasn't even been that great. Yeah. Right? I mean, how how do you expect a goalie to be fantastic when your defense is not there for you and stopping some of those shots, right? So yeah. it's just overall, I think it's just depressing. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tough one. It's a tough one for Edmonton fans this year. Yeah, well, hey. No, not, not for all, though. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. History, history, but there's some some long lasting uh, some long lasting holds being put off here. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, yes. oh, so good. But what about that other green and gold team, the University of Alberta Golden Bears? So, <clears throat> are you covering your ears? So. <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, uh, pains me, but yeah, they're they're on fire, man. Yeah, U of A. Oh, killing it. Um, so that leads us into question number two, involving the Golden Bears. They just recently advanced to the '86 Hardy Cup against UBC. With or uh, yeah, advanced to it against UBC. They're going to Vancouver to play the T-Birds. Uh, so they ended up winning forty to seventeen against the Saskatchewan Huskies. And it was chilly, but an extremely exciting game. It was amazing. Jamin, uh, you were on the duties, the EE duties, so unfortunately you missed that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But 
that being said, something that we've noticed is that there's a massive difference between Canadian college football and American college football. So with the game being exciting, the elements coming into play and getting to experience that product, we need to know, like, why is there such a big difference and why do we not celebrate the college game as much as we should? Yeah, speaking from firsthand, I can tell you that it's uh, it starts with the kids. Like, the uh, the amount of, like, Pop Warner, as they call it, in uh, the States, which is, like, young kids, that that is a way bigger number and a way bigger pool uh, than Canadian amateur uh, youth sports. Um you know, I grew up in Calgary my whole life, played football there my whole life. I got into it about when I was five. Um, but had I not had an older cousin that played football before me, I probably never would have got into football. Um, and that's just due because um, there's no there's no real uh, coverage of it or, like, it's not really known. Um, I, like, like you said, uh, I wasn't at the U of A game this past uh, weekend because uh, I had some duties to do. I was at a kid's, uh, kids camp over in the, the garrison, the Edmonton garrison, uh, some army reserve. And, uh, you know, I had, I had two parents come up and, and ask how they put their sons into football and, like, like they haven't known, um, you know. And I think that's a real problem because, you know, I started when I was five and it was the best thing for me ever. And, uh, you know... The youth right now, they're not getting into that, especially, and especially, and this kills me, especially with all the technology coming out, like kids don't even go outside anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's that's one of the biggest, biggest uh, points between the two is that youth sports is not um, nearly as much used in Canada. Um, but on the other hand, um, it also goes to, to high school as well, um, you know, like Football teams, unless you're unless you're at like the top school for football, and uh, you know that you're going to a high school that's dedicated to football, somewhere like in Edmonton, Ainley, Harry Ainley, if you know you're going to a school that like has a very good football program, then it's more optional for you, and you'll be more open to it most likely. But for me, like I went, I grew up in in a basketball, or I went to school in a basketball school, so like all the athletes, all they want to do is play basketball. And that was the biggest thing. And it was hard for us to, like, field a football team um, in high school because the interest just wasn't there. And uh, that that goes without saying. It, it, again, it starts from when, you're, from when they're kids. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. And then also, you know, the funding. The funding at the university level. Um, schools aren't really willing to put that much into their football teams, <laughs> I find. Um, you know, there's still... There's still things like, um, you know, uh, player fees and uh, stuff like that on, on a university uh, football team. So kind of makes it tough and it kind of makes it makes it or it makes you have a choice. Like, do I really want to do this? Because, you know, you're putting money more like unlike the uh, NCAA where those kids are they're going to a school and they're getting everything from under the sun taken care of. So, you know, it's a it's a big, big difference. So we, you're saying that we don't see the athletic scholarships to like go play football. If you're like a star quarterback, or you know you're 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 a highly scouted quarterback in the Canadian system, going into U sports, you can commit and you can pay the player fee. At most, maybe they'll waive that, but they won't offer a scholarship. Yeah, uh, yeah. So well, 
a scholar, like the thing with scholarships is in the scholars, scholarships in the NCAA, they are uh, full scholarships, like full ride scholarships where you have your bed and board taken care of. You have like a food plan, all your school fees, all your textbooks, everything that you need for school that's taken care of. Of course, you're not paying any football fees, um, you know, and then they also like the football team just has support support in place for their for their players at the NCAA, whereas in uh, the youth sports level, yeah, like the most, and I don't know if they are changing it this year. I heard some buzz that they might be changing the way scholarships work, but when I went to school, and I know for like the past few years, um, yeah, you're only the most a team could give you uh, is about forty five hundred dollars or uh, a semester of tuition, so they can only cover your your tuition. They can't give you no food plan, no no uh, waiving of expenses. Like you said, they they most likely will waive uh, player fees if you know they kind of pick and choose with that one. Um, not gonna not gonna put myself out there, but I didn't pay uh, player fees, so like they do definitely have leniency towards that. But yeah, other than that, all they can give you on their books is is uh, tuition. So it's it's a lot a lot different. Well, and that that's that's everything because when you take a look at the talent that we try to retain up here in Canada, it starts obviously with our, with our college systems, right? We want to try to develop guys to CFL. Obviously we're not going to hold anybody back and you can still have guys come up, you know, through U sports and then, you know, maybe they get a, another a year or two down in the States or something like that. They can still kind of do that transfer system. However, once you're in the, in the Canadian system, you're more than likely trying to stay there. Right. Jamin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly, my, in my youth sports, uh, you know, history. Yeah, there's only been one guy that I've known that I've actually played youth sports with, and then he went on to play another two years uh, in the NCAA, and now he's playing in the NFL. Um, so talent-wise, if that if that was a conversation, I don't think there's much. And uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of ex NFL NCFL players will say the same thing that the talent pool is ninety percent the same. It's just the top 10 of the NFL are in the NFL. Yeah. See, and that's that's so disappointing because we saw talent, right, at this game that we just went to watch. That was probably the most exciting yeah. football game that I have seen, right? And it was – that's the first university uh, college Canadian football that I game that I have seen, right? And mm. it, was, it was a completely different experience when you're watching a lot of these kids. And that, those were my comments. Like, what am I watching? Why is everybody just – tackling like that i have not seen tackles like that or throws like that before because they're obviously just putting it all on the line they may not necessarily have the same worries that somebody playing pro sports has with injuries and so on and so forth but there is talent right and there was excitement and it was really unfortunate to see that it was probably only relatives so their parents and friends that would show up to these games yeah. nobody from outside nobody just being like hey i want to go catch a football game i want to go have this kind of entertainment out of nowhere that will show up to these games and i went to the university of alberta i was there for five years and i never went to a game and that could have been part because I was not in the scene. I was not into sports at that point. I didn't really go to any sporting events, but it was also not advertised. I did not see it. If I wasn't part of special like little groups that were friends with a lot of these athletes, 
I wouldn't have known when those games were. There were there was no hype. There was no nothing, which I see a lot in schools in the U.S. That there's always that hype. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No. For for that for that point for sure. Um, in 2019, when we won the Vanier, so the whole championship, we won it. We had uh, a parade through the school, like or to to showcase that we won or whatever. And we walked through the school and everyone was looking at us like they had no idea who we were, like what we did. And then we had like a little pep rally in the gym. And I remember there's probably only under 20 people in the stands. It was like the most, honestly, like I know we just won the championship, but it was probably one of the more embarrassing parts of my career. Like it was, <laughs> like it didn't even feel like we won. It almost felt like we went there and we lost. And they were just trying to say like, congrats for going. But yeah, it was, it was super, super weird. Like, there's no, there's no real, uh, you know, pub- publicity that that U Sports does, and like, you know, and they, I don't even think that the schools really try and grow it anyway. But it's 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 really a shame because yeah, there's a lot of talent, like you said, and yeah, those kids are flying around because they have nothing to lose and everything's on the line for them. So yeah, they, it's good football, and it's 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 a it's a shame that you know it doesn't get the spotlight it deserves for sure. Yeah. So. That will be our next to do. Try to figure out how we can bring some, you know. Well, uh, no, no, no. I really don't know how you grow something like that. Well, I like I, I will say persevere. Uh, shout out to persevere on uh, on Instagram yep. and Twitter and all of that. Um, that's an account. Those guys over there, they're they're constantly uploading content and making sweet highlight videos and trying to trying to display a great product. They're trying to get people to notice U Sports. And I think U Sports does need to be noticed. And U of A Golden Bears, it's interesting because I like I'm an eight guy. I'm Nate. I'm a dirty Nate guy. I, I went to Nate, right? Um go ooks. Hey, stop it. <laughs> uh, um, but uh yeah, no. So whereas like I even care about the Nate Ooks and their hockey team and their hockey program. They've had a historical hockey program with former AHLers and like former Toronto Marlies and like they, they, for whatever reason, Nate attracts a really, really good team year in, year out. You know, they're not in the same, they're not in a U Sports conference or anything like that. They're, I, I forget what it is, ACAC or something, I believe. Yeah. I want to say ACAC. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So they're over there in, the, in that. And I, I still follow that. U of A, there's history books. That game, that Hardy Cup game. That's history books. Like there is logs and there is a hundred over a hundred year old history on think, these teams. I think you were mentioning that, like watching the last game and just some of the the just plays and the players that we were seeing, you even made that comment. Like this could be history. This could yeah. be a historical game for Edmonton and U Sports, you know, totally. just because of the quality of uh, players that we were seeing in the game itself. Totally, right? Well, and I mean, you you may be able to reflect on, you know, seeing these players once you see them later on, may see some of these guys in the mm-hmm. CFL. Um, yeah, and I mean, it, 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 they were playing an amazing game for sure, but this is all history book stuff for collegiate sports. And collegiate sports, if, if they care this much about it in the States, where I'm sorry, like, you know, our school system up here is... <laughs> is top notch. I'm not, uh, I don't know what, I don't know exactly how things go down there, but I do know that they sometimes care about sports even a little bit more than the books. Right. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so, and for them, it matters. The Div 1, they got a Div 2, they got a Div 3 in college sports. Us, we just got you sports. Yeah. <laughs> all you get, is, you, you is get one, one sport team. One, one, one division, <laughs> you know, just the best of the best in Canada. And even, even the, like the hockey program, I think, is probably what gets the most notice. Whereas in the States, you know, it's a little bit reversed. Hockey is kind of like a uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> Frozen Four, you barely hear about the Frozen Four. You hear about it when it happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, but in the states, you know that the Rose Bowl is coming up. All these Idaho Potato Bowl, like <laughs> what? weirdest things. So, <laughs> like, yeah, there's just so many, and they like I've I've found more and more as as I meet new players coming into the locker room. They they'll have like their little tags of whatever bowl game they had on their backpack and i'm like i've never heard of this game before whereas i know what the hardy cup is i know what the mitchell bowl is i know what the vanya cup is like and that's all we have where these guys yeah they had oh we had an eight and eight season but you know we're going to the we're going to the tostitos bowl like you know what i mean it's just it's way way different there (laughs) see and that's the thing we only have the one why can't we just focus on the one and just bring attention? And I, I really see no reason why there shouldn't. Because honestly, I mean, of course, you know, it's not the Edmonton Elks, it's not the Edmonton Oilers, but it's still local talent. It's still, and it's just a matter of trying to figure out exactly what is it that it's going to take to bring more kids to come see those games, to bring more families outside of the you know, athletes and players' families to go and enjoy a Saturday, Sunday afternoon of football. Or well, whatever. and Jamin, Jamin mentioned it, right? It's the, the grassroots. It's the football camps. And I think what's also really interesting as well is some of the most exposure that your boy, our boys have had to football is actually through Edmonton Elks mm-hmm. events, like the little, uh, the, the, the family day uh, yeah. that out there um james wilder when he did his camp um any future camp the the yeah the massive kids camp that they did yeah. down there then yeah future camps as well we'll definitely be bringing the boys down but uh, the edmonton elves one of the best things that they've done over the last couple years oh, was getting kids involved with yeah. it again it went from my kid the youngest one aiden who's five not knowing what football is to saying that he's going to be a running back when he grows up <laughs> right so that's that's kind of the impact that those events have so yeah, oh yeah. i mean well, that, that's the thing too for sure like i'll tell you like the the interest that these kids have is way more higher than the the want to from the parents and that's that's the problem too because the the parents are a little shy of it or you know they might not they're they might not be uh or they might not have all the information they need you know but like like for me uh when i see these kids come on the field after the game i always go back out like no matter what i'll win and lose if i'm mad i'll go back out and i'll go say hi to some kids because the the amount of interest that they have just just meeting us or you know just seeing us up close and personal and then they they talk about how they want to play football it's it's in there like it's not it's not like kids aren't are totally turned off by football they have a desire to play it's just i don't think that the outreach of football is reaching the younger generations and it's yeah it's sad to say yeah i agree you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna write a letter to the u of a (laughs) 
need to put on more kid cams <laughs> and let's start there. <laughs> they, they, have the, they have the resources too. Like they have that, uh, they have that dome that they put over the field. Like yeah. there's so much that they can do for sure. And, uh, you know, I think I was thinking about when you said that you hadn't been to a, to a game at foot field while you were there, it was probably because they were going through a very, very rough patch of football while you're there. But, um, you know, like there is definitely opportunity to grow their program. And now that they're now that they're doing well, it might it might turn that around, too, though. Well, and, and UBC, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but does UBC generally get a good crowd out there for their games, Jamin? For, for their coming and if they are in the playoffs, just because they have been uh, to the Vanier like three times or twice in like the last six or seven years. They do get a decent crowd. Again, when we played, when we played in in BC, it was like uh, it was one of I think it was closer to summer, so it was a lot warmer and a lot less rain. Um, so I, I I do think that they do get a decent amount of fans, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't because um, you know the weather and those guys don't like it's it's <laughs> the people on the coast. I don't know. They're just a little. They seem a little. You know scared of the rain and stuff like that so that's all yeah that's all i gotta say i i do think they get a decent decent crowd i know i know for everyone's uh homecoming game they usually every every team usually gets a good uh a good uh amount of fans in there i know for calgary uh they actually did do a lot of uh posting and posters for it so i think we got something like nine thousand fans at our homecoming it was yeah it was pretty big we we sold out uh the East side of McMahon. Nice. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I was wondering about that too. Like, wonder when when was the last time even the Dinos or even even the Golden Bears, any of those teams have sold out? Like yeah, probably not probably not recent. I know I know Calgary would never sell out <laughs> McMahon just because it's so big. We just sold out like the the limited spots that they gave us. They gave us like all the lower bowl seats on the west side. So I know that we sold that out. But um, you know what? I do think UBC does sell sell out of their tickets um, in the summer just because the way that their, uh, their stadium's uh, set up, they only have bleachers on the one side and then uh, the rest of the seating or the viewing areas is on like a hill, like a hill around the field. So like I don't know if they charge people for those seats, but – I know that they do sell out their their little stands there. Yeah. Right, so you could go for free and just go sit on the hill and. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Don't, they, don't uh, take my word for it, but I do think yeah. that is the case. I do think that's the case. You know, they should do a little bit more of that, like the U of A Golden Bears. Just do exhibition games, like think basketball that they do their exhibition games and just bring everybody to some random place in the city. <laughs> You know what? It's just that. Just to increase that awareness, the fact that anybody, and maybe it's also like you say, that parents don't know. People don't know that they can just go and watch some of these games. Maybe they do think that it's only for parents and friends and people that specifically know the players and that it, this is not an event that is open to everybody in the public. Right. Yeah. So awareness, increasing the awareness and just visibility of it marketing 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 it's yeah. all about marketing yeah, so. so the letter is going to go to the department of marketing at the there you view go. Good. <laughs> <Stamp>. I love it i love it 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and close the fan forum for today. And we are going to give everybody an Edmonton sports update. Groovy. Today's update is brought to you by Herdies. Thank you to the two to the 500 plus fans that visited lot a stall number 44 this cfl season stay locked to the elks herd social media accounts for surprise herdies pop-ups in the off season herdies we smoke the meats <laughs> the cfl conference finals or division finals are this weekend the bc lions are visiting the winnipeg blue bombers while the montreal alouettes are visiting the toronto argonauts the action goes down on Saturday. In the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers will be visiting the Seattle Kraken on Saturday. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. Mountain. In the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings are playing a home-and-home home series against their rivals, the Calgary Hitmen, this weekend. The Oil Kings visit Calgary on Friday, and the Hitmen visit Edmonton on Saturday. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. at Rogers Place for Saturday's game. In Canada West U Sports action, the University of Alberta Golden Bears football team are going to the Hardy Cup final facing the UBC T-Birds in Vancouver on Saturday. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Mountain. Go Bears! We're the Elks Herd, and you're up to date. Yeah. Yay! And then... <laughs> We have some affiliates to shout out to. First off, RoyalRetros.com. They make some sick throwback gear, including CFL and Vintage Double E, mm -hmm. the name formerly known as Eskimos. You can actually go get one of those jerseys, the 1980s version, over at RoyalRetros.com if you use code STAMPEDE. You can get 10% off in celebration of the 2023 USFL Birmingham Stallions, the champions. Not Calgary. Not Calgary. Giddy up. <laughs> and then thingsengraved.ca is the official merchandise supplier for Shotgun Sports and the Elks Herd. So head on over to thingsengraved.ca. There's always something on sale over at thingsengraved.ca. And I believe I saw a really nice... The Elks Herd branded cup over there. The beer <laughs> style on sale. Oh. Last. Jamin, are you like a big shower, soap, beard care kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I take good care of my beard. I, I would say I like growing it out, but yeah, I like taking good care of it. Nice. See, that's good. Lather.com, L-A-T-H-R.com. Lather.com actually has some amazing men's soaps. Uh, very fragrant. They smell like men. And I actually buy them. I actually use them. Uh, we're on our second order now. He does. He will soap himself up like four times. I've, enjoy I've started enjoying showers, which is... Uh, it's new and it's interesting. It has nothing to do with my landlord changing the hot water tank. I swear it has everything to do with lather.com. Go check out lather.com. Use uh, Shotgun Sports 15 to go get 15% off. I do believe there's probably a minimum on that because I did try to 
you know, just buy one bar of soap and they're like, yeah, you know, you can't just use the 15% <laughs> off for one bar of soap, you know? Like, no, yeah, you, you should get some more of the beard stuff. Take Jamin's example and take Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> On the bar of soap, it says, it says body and beard. It says body and beard, man. Crazy. Yeah. So it would work. It would see, work. Me, I'm, big, I'm a, see, I followed my, I followed my, uh, my wife. I can't. I can't do any two-in-ones anymore, or like three-in-ones, or I know I've seen a nine-in-one. Believe it or not, I've seen a nine-in-one. I don't know what nine things you would need, but there was a nine-in-one somewhere. I think it was at Winners or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ever since then, I have, I have soap for my body, I have my face wash, my shampoo, my shang or conditioner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but, but I will go take a look at lather.com. You know what? Um... And I feel shamed, so I'm gonna go check out beard oil after. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a different beard, particular shampoo after this conversation. Because I mean, Jamin has a beautiful beard. It's a it's a way nicer beard than mine. So hey, they're all, all nice. <laughs> we didn't shave them though. There's a reason why we didn't shave them because they're too nice. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, could be light nicer with a little bit of lather, but also could be nicer with some specific beards which i think lather also does have yeah, beard they, products yeah, I know, they do I, know. They do. I think that's gonna be your christmas present to be honest i just gotta <laughs> get off the, I, I gotta get off the nine in one program that's it <laughs> like nine, i'm gonna go that up that's insane <laughs> yeah I, I think it was like toothpaste or something man yeah, it was something it, weird. Yeah, it was, yeah i couldn't I believe my eyes like it will clean your shower too. It's yeah. glass cleaner at the same time. Pink, pinky, pinky toe soap. It's pinky toe soap. <laughs> Craziness. Oh, uh, okay. So for our final segment, ladies and gentlemen, this is the more you didn't know with Jamin Pelly. So this is where we interview our special guest of the night. If you have any questions for Jamin, throw them in the herd chat, and we will ask them live on the show. Our viewers over at Edmonton Sports Talk unfortunately cannot chime in that's why you got to go check us out on youtube <laughs> over at shotgun sports network give us a like uh, a follow a subscribe all of that stuff um that being said let's we we have a part one and a part two to this interview here jamin uh we mm-hmm. will we will definitely um have some fun with this one so yeah. let's yeah. do it so, part one, this is going to be a little bit about the Edmonton Elks before we proceed into some more personal stuff. The Edmonton Elks, they finished the season with the same result as last year, a 4-14 record. While the season didn't go as planned, there were still some fantastic moments in this season, including history, the end of the streak. So, can you please tell us about your experience in that game? Yeah, so I, I unfortunately that game I was out. That was my last game that I was out. So I was on, on the sidelines for that one. Um, but you know, like the feeling that I had on the sideline uh, was the same whether I was playing or not. It was just like it was just like a sigh of relief. I'm not even gonna be over the top and say I was so happy. I was jumping up and down. Did it? I was. It was a sigh of relief that we can stop talking about this uh, this streak that we had going and. You know, I wasn't around uh, at the beginning of it, but I know a lot of my teammates were, and I like I applaud them for you know keeping their nose down. And you know, we got we got the dub at home, but 
you know, it was just a big, like, oh, I can finally catch my breath. I don't have to go onto Twitter and see, oh, another game that we lost and this and that. And it was just, it was such a, such a good feeling. But then I will say the rematch that we played Calgary in, uh, that was my first time playing in a home win, which that was way different than, you know, just being on the sidelines, just because I know that I put in the effort to, you know, get a, get a win on the field. And with that, yeah, it was, uh, it was such a great, it was such a great feeling. It almost felt like we won the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, yeah. And then, and then, you know, that was our second home game, uh, in a row that we won. So, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a joke going around that we can start a new streak about the winning streak at home. Uh, you know, so it was, it was a good, a good, good feeling to, uh, finally put an end to the streak and, uh, you know, get a win at Commonwealth. It's, it was, it was, yeah, it was beyond surreal. And uh, to play in it was even better. Oh, I could imagine. I could imagine. It. You know what? You never think about that, right? You think about it as a fan. And you just go in and you have a blast. And it was a big party and so much celebration. But you don't really take the time to think about what the players must feel and that relief as you talk, right? So yeah. that's, that's great. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more of those here coming up. So... But that, uh, with that, what would you say was your favorite moment of the 2023 Elk season? My favorite moment of the year, geez, I honestly, I know, I know this might come as like a little bit of a like, why'd you pick that one? But it, uh, it had to be the first game of the season. Um, it was just, it was packed, man. Like it was, I was. I was very happy with the turnout and, you know, like the game was close. It was a tough one and it's something that we lost, but, um, you know, just seeing that many people back at what used to be such a great powerhouse program, uh, and team, you know, it, it really felt like, uh, we were, we were restoring it with that game. Uh, unfortunately it didn't end the right way. So that will probably be not on my list of my favorite part, uh, of the season, but, Definitely having the fans and seeing uh, all the all the people in the stadium that was that was my number one probably moment of the year for sure. No, and that's understandable because it's something that we've kind of talked about on the show already. But that the the excitement going into the season, you've hyped everything up. You've brought in you know guys like Gino and Dunbar and. Uh, you know, even the defense, you've gotten a couple a uh, couple more guys there and you had your core and things were looking better. And, you know, Taylor Cornelius was putting in work in the offseason and you had so much hype and so much and a little bit of expectation. Sure. But it felt like with the 33,000, I believe the attendance was 33,000 for that game. It felt like Edmonton showed back up. It wasn't, and it wasn't a stand with Ukraine game. It wasn't, no. you know, a fundraiser game or anything like that. Edmonton, game one. Yeah, it's it's game one. It's game one. The excitement's back there. You're, you know, it's there's 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 everything to lose, everything to gain. You know, mm-hmm. really, and it it was a fun game. The fans were definitely into it. You know, obviously, it sucks. We did the 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 game didn't turn out the, the way that we wanted. We didn't quite get the win, but yeah. And then that's great. That that would be a great moment. And that, no, it totally does make sense. And yeah. as a player too, especially going into another season, right? I guess real quick, before we move on to the next question, like, what is it like? Like you're turning the page 
especially with the Edmonton Elks, you're turning the page and you're going in and you're doing the anthem for the first time. Like there's a tidal wave of, of emotion, I'm guessing. Yeah, especially for me, and uh, you're probably going to touch on this later, but like for the uh, for me, it was, uh, it was very emotional on the sideline for sure. I know I was crying uh, before the game. Um, but yeah, for me, it was even more special because that was my first time uh, playing, of course, since the loss of my daughter. And um, that was, yeah, that was very emotional. And it was very, that's, that's probably why it's a, a number one reason as well. Uh, just because I, uh, for the first time, I actually felt like she was on the field with me. And it was like such a, such a cool feeling and, uh, you know, very emotional, I will say. But yeah, standing in front uh, on, on the sideline while the anthem plays and, you know, you're looking across and we all, like both teams stand on the sidelines and in the West, we're opposites, not like in the East where they're on the same sideline. But so, so we're looking, we're, we're directly looking across and directly across from us is the other team. So it's, it's like, it's just a great atmosphere. And, you know, I love it. Like, I, there's no other way to describe it. It's just like, it's electrifying for sure. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Touching, uh, beautiful, amazing. See, that just makes me excited to go to the first game next yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, that's... I already want to go back, right? I already want to go back. Um, no. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, only, only a couple months away. So, um, part two, we know that you hail from Calgary. So, that means that you grew up with the Canadian sports upbringing and lifestyle. What was it like growing up in Calgary, and what sports did you play as a kid? Um, yeah, growing up in Calgary was cool. It's it's honestly, uh, it's it's a little different than Edmonton. I will say, like, I don't know. It's just the people there are a lot. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad about Calgary, but the people there are just jerks and assholes. Like assholes. I don't know if I can swear, but yeah, they're just. It's real bad over there. Like they're just not. I don't know. It's just not a friendly city it's not a friendly canadian city you know what i mean it's just people are yeah they're different over there so growing up it was uh it was okay i didn't live in the best uh the best side of the city um you know so i growing up i've you know i had my fair share of troubles and stuff like that but um you know growing up with football that helped me out a lot and especially in calgary where i will say calgary has more of a youth football scene than edmonton by kind of a long shot but with that being said it was it was pretty good and it was uh it was fun like I don't know how to explain it other than it was it was it was fun for sure um playing other sports yeah in high school I played I think I played about four or five sports so I played uh obviously football but I did not play I, I don't know if a lot of people know this I did not play high school football uh, when I was in high school because I was playing for the junior team. So I was playing for the Calgary Colts while I was in high school. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't have much uh, high school, uh, you know, times for football. But I did play high school basketball, rugby, track and field, and there was another one I did. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, I think I tried out for swimming. I tried out for swimming. I don't know if I made the team. I think it was in grade 10. But that was more of a joke thing. That wasn't too serious. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I did that. Uh, right, but just, yeah. You did it, right? Like, why not? Like, yeah. hey, maybe I can make the team. That was the mentality I had going into. I was like, whatever. I don't care. Like, just give it a shot. Yeah. So, 
that was yeah it was good playing sports from my high school was pretty good um you know basketball uh we had the best team uh in the city for sure for like the whole entire time i was there um i think out of the three years that i went and then a year before me and two years after me so six total uh we won five out of six division one senior high school basketball championships um so that was really fun, uh, especially playing with some guys that are actually playing overseas. I have another guy that's uh, he's doing his last year in the NCAA. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's like some good skilled athletes at my school. And then that's why I told you, yeah, most of them wanted to play basketball. Uh, it's hard to get those guys out in uh, minus 30 uh, weather trying to catch some footballs. But nonetheless, playing sports uh, for my high school was very, very fun. Nice. So would you say that there was an adjustment moving here to Edmonton after being in Calgary? And... No, no. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say adjustment at all because like I said, like I just, I, I, and I'll stand by this. I do think Edmonton uh, is a better city for sure. Um, I think the problems are just different in both cities, but I will say that me and my wife and my and my girls, we all, we all prefer Edmonton now. I don't. I don't even think I've gone back since uh, since last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'll, Edmontonian. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're good. Good. Nobody needs to go to Calgary. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Well, no, and I think what's kind of interesting about that too is because yeah, there's the whole rivalry, the city rivalry, little town by the bow. Um, even going back to the term Eskimo. Um, you know, there's just a massive city rivalry. So, like, for me, I think that Calgary is a beautiful city, but I would never live there. I do think that people are a little bit different, but you've lived there. I haven't seen that side of it. I think Edmonton can be abrasive, but I've also felt like Edmonton has been home ever since I've come here. So, well, I mean, and you used to live in Fort McMurray. I used well. to live in Fort McMurray, so I didn't even live here for, you know, I, I, I moved here like 10 years ago, really. I've been here for 10 years. But to hear Jamin being from Calgary, saying that Edmonton is better, I feel like we've obtained a, a secret spy or something, you know? <laughs> like, we, we've got the inside scoop. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's just all about the people. Like, that's all I can say. Like, everyone here is just it's more it's more friendlier but everyone sticks to their own business if that makes sense like it's not it's not calgary where everyone's competing with everyone or everyone wants to be somebody and uh that was the big thing for me because i'm you know i'm i'm not you guys were around the same age i'm we're not old and social media um you know for personal for personal gain is so big in Calgary, where in Edmonton, I haven't seen that yet. Like, and the people, yeah, it's just the people. I feel like the people are just maybe not as more, not as friendly. I think the friendliness is the same, but the people are just nicer here, I would say. Well, and then real quick before we move on to the next question, touching on competition, I think that's very interesting as well, because even in my line of work, I, I'm a refrigeration mechanic when I'm not talking or tweeting about the Edmonton Elks <laughs> or anything like that. I'm I'm making the beer cold for a very popular NHL team in town or, 
you know, um, or even for old grannies and old people yeah, in, uh, old not, not their beer though. Just not their be no, sometimes their beer in the old folks homes as well. Shout out. Shout yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. go crazy. yeah. Go ham, like drink it up girl. Um, so, uh, whatever. Right. But, uh, that being said in Calgary to try to, um, like our business has a really, really hard time gaining customers in calgary because it's just such a competitive market in right. general and you know with the mountains right there and there's just there's there's a weird there's a weird shimmer around calgary yeah that, yeah it's like yeah me and me and my wife talk about it all the time like it's just it's hard to like pinpoint what exactly is different but you can tell that they're very very different um and having lived in both I, yeah, like I said, like I, Edmonton is just it's it's more peaceful as well. Like it's it's just more peaceful and it's people are nicer. I don't. It's hard. It's hard to say everything because I don't know. Like it's just two different different things. It's and very you know different. What? And our streets are numbered. Our streets like, are. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. I do not like that. I hate that. <laughs> the roads here are confusing and. You have you have a lot of yeah. We I was talking about this the other day too. You have a lot of roads that lead to nowhere or come out of nowhere. You have a lot of roads that lead to nowhere or come out of nowhere. Or in the communities, you have a lot of roads that you can't leave the community from. So you have to like turn back to the main community road and then get out of the community. Whereas in Calgary, everything you can like. If I'm in one area, I can leave that area fast. Like it's. I don't know. The roads are confusing here, and uh, I don't like how you guys count backwards, for sure. I don't know why 101st Street is downtown. I do not understand why that's downtown. Well, 50, it's, so in, like, small towns, it's usually 50th Street is always, like, the main drag, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's a thing, and then, yeah, for us, like, I think it's we're direct opposite of what Calgary does for the numbering, so. Yeah. Um, well, I think we we have Center Street downtown, and then it goes first half, second half, third half out. Which right. that's it, it makes more. It just makes more sense because you're at the center, and you started from here, and you're moving up. I don't know. I don't know. I like the name too. The names are a lot. The names are easy. We don't have hard names. We don't have hard names. Well, I guess this is all I know. That's all I know. Edmonton is all I know. Well, I grew up and was born and raised in Mexico City, but I was young and i wasn't paying attention enough. to the well, signs i wasn't old enough to drive so i didn't care <laughs> but you know so i moved here and this is all i know and for me in edmonton it's so easy somebody just gives me an address and i'm able to just picture it exactly where it is based on that address because i know how the streets go and the abs go and in calgary yeah, I... you're like oh i'm in this ave and this street and you're like I have no idea where that is <laughs> no, i i do get what you're saying like grid on paper gridding it out Definitely, yeah. I can see how it'd be easier to have a number, both numbers. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just the roads that we have, they're all well-known. You know what I mean? Like, they're all they're all pretty well-known. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I find it so much easier having names. I don't know. Well, you know what? We live in a time that we have GPSs on our phones and our phones in our hands all the time. So it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> I still stand by Edmonton's bed. I'll stand by that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so question number three, or I guess in this, yeah, question number three for part two. Uh, 
what is your game day rituals like do you have anything specific that you do every game day or any superstitions do you ring a bell is what do you do me uh, i'm not a very superstitious guy uh routine i feel like we have so much structured routine during the season that if i have a chance not to have routine i will take that chance um but it does defer on away games so like away games is definitely for me especially it's more mental it's uh it's tough and and i applaud all the guys that are away from their families coming up here to play mm-hmm. but for me since i've been so used to always being with my family and having my family with me being away uh for a game whether it be usually it's two nights um or sorry one night and then the flight back home after the game late night um that's it's just for me it's a lot like i like kissing my girl's bed every night. Um, so I will say for away games, I do like uh, to go wherever, whatever hotel we're at, we usually stay next to some sort of park. Nice. So there'll be like a, like a field or something like, and the biggest, like the one that I remember the most doing this for is definitely in Regina. Um, they have, like right beside the hotel Saskatchewan across the street, there's this big, big, big park. And, uh, you know, I'll just probably go sit out there for two hours, like for, for a decently long time. Um, I'll always FaceTime my kids and my girl before, uh, before we leave for the game. Um, that would probably be my biggest ritual. Uh, I'm a big ice cap fan, so I always get ice caps on game day. I don't know why, but I like to get ice caps on game day. Um, so I, I probably shouldn't have pulled that one. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have pulled that one out, but that's a big thing for me. I'm, I'm very much into the ice caps, and a lot of pe- like a lot of my teammates like like they they'll drink energy drinks or like have a coffee or something. But for me, it's ice cap for sure. Nice. All that extra sugar will just pump you up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's. So do I crash after the game? So I- yeah, no, that's that's what I'll do too. Like, I I feel like if I'm crashing, I need, and I need something to just pick me up because I hate energy drinks. I hate anything that is fruity. So my go-to is an ice cap, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so what do you like to do in your spare time? What do you? What kind of activities do you like to do in the off season? Um, usually, if I was back home, I'd probably be playing basketball a lot. Uh, it's great cardio, but it the thing about basketball, it doesn't feel like it's cardio. Like, I, it, it really doesn't feel like it's cardio. So that's a big thing that I used to do back home. Um, but I'm in the area. I'm in the era of video games, so I'm a big, big video game guy. Like, I'm a huge video game guy. So if I'm not if I'm not training uh, or eating, I'm definitely playing video games. Nice, nice. Rocket League, right? Isn't Rocket League? Rocket League, yeah. I've been liking Rocket League, and um, my biggest game that I've probably peaked at was uh, Apex Predators. I was nice. The Apex, yeah. And the new Call of Duty is dropping on Friday, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Are you going to go line up for it? Are you going to be one of those oh. guys at uh, EB Games there? I already got it pre-ordered. Yeah. <laughs> I love see, it. That's, that's preparedness. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Video games are close to my heart. <laughs> Video games are life. Hey, I uh any chance I can get, I try to try to play video games. I uh one of my one of my good buddies, Alex, shout out 13 AM games. 
they just came out with an expansion for Dawn of the Monsters. So um, that's a game he he ended up making with his company. And oh, we've well. been, yeah, we've been so busy lately that yeah. we can't. I like I can't even get into it. Yeah, and you know it's not an issue for me. The only games that I like to play are Lego games because <laughs> the only if any anything else that requires multiple buttons and movement stresses me out and it gives me anxiety and it's just a big no. So at least the Lego games, there's enough action to keep me entertained and there's you know like two buttons that you just have to press. Yeah, yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. My ADHD kicks in when I'm playing video games. I'm like. My hands are moving like crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm the total opposite there. Yeah, like, oh, I I need to tone it down with video games for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The way that I see it, you know, and and this is something that I have never been against, and I always support Scout whenever he's like, oh, I want to play some video games. It's like there could be a lot worse things for people to be into right if you yep. need a couple of hours two three four five hours to yourself to just chill and play your games by all means at least you're not out there you know in a bar drunk yep. every <laughs> night yeah. something, right so yeah there could be way worse things to you know be really into yeah yep. <laughs> absolutely yeah all right um Number five, rapid fire five. So I'm going to ask you five quick questions here, Jamin, and uh, you give me the answer. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Nice. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Gotta go Pepsi. Nice. I like it. I like it. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. PlayStation. You, You probably had a PS5 as soon as they dropped. No, no. I was playing on my PS4 for like a year and a half until I got my PS5. I literally, I got my PS5 just after uh, the season ended last year. Actually, nice. I was, I was on it. No, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I knew that I didn't want to buy that before uh, I had my first season. I just knew that I'd be too distracted and stuff like that. And yeah, no, I've, I, I, I've had mine for just over a year now. Nice. You treated yourself in the off season. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Apple or Samsung? Apple. All right. And then Tim Hortons or Starbucks? I know. Oh, it's rapid fire. I can't because oh, <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks has a co- coffee frap, and it it's really good too. So I don't. Oh, but I'm gonna go Tim. I'm going to go with the cheaper one. The most, I'm going to go for value and uh, saving the dollar. I'm all for saving your money. So Tim Hortons for sure. And Canadian factory. You know what? That was not the question that I thought you were going to struggle with. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 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 I got to go with Tim Hortons. It is a struggle though. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect that one either. I'm a big Starbucks guy too. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big, big Starbucks guy. You know what? I I can't. I can't do the Starbucks thing. The only ones that I do have from Starbucks, and that's because Tim Hortons doesn't have them, is chai tea lattes. Yeah. Chai tea lattes are good. Yeah, the chai teas are good there. I don't understand how Tim Hortons just doesn't have them. That's such a big staple that I feel like they're losing customers specifically because of that drink. But um, just to close it off, what are you looking forward to in 
what is coming up for you here next year? Um, yeah, uh, you know, just training, getting ready for, uh, for what the season holds next year. Um, you know, I got, um, some workout workouts in the off season that I'm getting ready for right here. Yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. I don't want to speak too much on that because it's, it's not tangible. I can't touch it or see it or feel it. So I'm not going to talk on that one, but I am just, uh, you know, getting excited for the season next year. Um, you know, getting ready, getting my body ready, um, you know, with the with the two injuries, that turned, well, I guess the one injury and then the surgery that I had this year uh, gave me a lot of time off off the field. Um, so, you know, I think that the day after we had our exit meetings with uh, with Coach Jones, I think I was back in the gym that day. So, you know, it's uh, it's a short, quick turnaround for me um, right back to the work. So. Yeah, not much going on with me. I'm, I, you know, I just work out and I like to stay home with my kids as much as I can. And, you know, that's that's also why I like Edmonton because it, it does keep me home a lot. So yeah, it, it's one of those fortunate scenarios, right? Because not a lot of players do have their family immediately around them. And um, I, I know that there is a lot of talk about how NFL players get paid more and there's, Talent's different and stardom and blah, blah, blah. But there's Americans that got to come up to Canada and come play. So one of the biggest benefits being a Canadian, and especially in your home province, um, the move isn't necessarily that bad going from Calgary to Edmonton as opposed to, you know, literally any other big city from Calgary. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, that that's great that you get to do that. And, um you know, speaking on your family and, you know, you've gone through a little bit of hardship over this last year uh, with your season. You had a really good season. You know, of course, you had a couple of injuries and, um, you know, with the appendicitis injury at the end. Hey, we were just happy to see that you caught it before anything bad happened, because that stuff can get really nasty really, really quick. And um, yeah, brutal, brutal, right? Yeah. That was- that's what, uh, so the night I went into the hospital, was actually pretty, pretty wild. Cause yeah, I'm, this is one thing that bugs me about Canada is that the waiting times in the hospital or whatever, but not going to complain. I was waiting, I was waiting there and I don't, I didn't cry when I tore my calf. Uh, I don't cry much, but I was sitting in that, in that uncomfortable hospital chair for eight hours and I was probably crying all eight of them. Um, and then, yeah, when I, uh, when they did my T- CT scan or whatever, they said that, yeah, my, uh, my appendix appears to be already dead. Um, so it was just waiting to burst at any moment. And they said, yeah, if that thing burst, yeah, we all know the road that that goes down to. So it was, uh, it was quite scary just thinking that, you know, during those eight hours, uh, there was a couple of times where I called my wife and I said, yeah, I'm just going to come home now. Um, you know, I like, I was, I was just thinking I could deal with the pain. Like, I'm just going to come home and I'd be more comfortable at home than I would be in this chair. And, uh, I, if they don't think it's too big of a deal, I shouldn't think it's too big of a deal, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's happy knowing that, you know, I stayed cause it could have been a lot worse. They said most likely the next day, um, all I had to do was just move wrong or do something wrong and it would have been, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I was, very fortunate enough to catch that, you know, just before. So, 
it was uh it was a blessing in disguise and that's that's what a lot of this year has been for me uh this this past season um a lot of things that uh you know have made me grow as a person um learning that i can't control everything and especially i can't control sometimes even my own body um so you know it's been it's been a learning curve but you know it's uh it's all things that have made me made me stronger and better as a person for sure well and i mean we would say if anything now it's a little bit inspirational because when you go through a lot of that hardship or you know you go through some of the issues that you've had as a person and even even your family has had over the last year the resiliency it's it's not necessarily about what happens to you it's about how you react after and you know the, the, you're you're allowed every human emotion and human feeling and xyz but at some point you do have to ask what are you going to do with it so you proceeded forward with your career instead of um you know kind of just succumbing to the negative and the darkness and you know and we and we on a on a on a bit of a human level here we're forgetting about the fact that while some of these negative effects or sorry negative events are happening uh, you're still a professional football player with the Edmonton Elks. And, you know, even with your first injury, still in the middle of the losing streak. So there was adversity on and off the field. And we couldn't be more stoked to see you rebound. And, you know, obviously things aren't going to be 100% for it could be injuries. It could be um, some of the things that happen in our lives or in your life. And, you know, things don't come around automatically and it's not going to be, it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but yeah, but it will come for sure. No, I, I stand by that for sure. A hundred percent. Um, cause yeah, that's, that's one thing that actually kept me kind of pushing forward is that like, I know that if I just get through this and I deal with it the best I possibly can, I know that there will be something better coming out, uh, after, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what it is, like, I know something something good has to come. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of what I've been living by now. Um, but, yeah, no, with that, it's it was tough. And, yeah, like you said, uh, I'm, I'm ba- happy to be back as well. There was a, there was a point after um, when we lost my daughter that I was thinking that maybe I'd take a year off of football or something just because, like, it just didn't, you know, I obviously I just didn't feel right or whatever, but. Um, you know, I'm I'm very glad that uh, my family, especially my two kids, they uh, they really pushed me to to go back to football and make sure that I didn't stay home. And you know, they uh, they kept asking me when I was going to play again. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a blessing in disguise for sure. That's 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 beautiful. That's yeah. uh, that's really beautiful to hear, Jamin, and the support system in. You know, you you have to have a great support system to get through something like that. And, I mean, you could have taken the year off. You could have, like we said, right, we could have went – you could have just went ahead and um, wallowed in the negativity. And instead, your support system was there for you. And the fact that you came back to football and the fact that you proceeded forward and you still were out there making great tackles and every time you were wagging your finger out there, we're loving it, uh, all the way from Section X. So – uh, yeah, I mean, we we absolutely celebrated you coming back onto the field, and uh, we 
we were absolutely thrilled to see you perform. We wanted to see you play in all the games. We we knew the impact that you were going to have. So, uh, yeah, really awesome, man. And, I mean, for the Edmonton Elks and you guys, and um, we've said it before, you guys have brought glory back to the city. We've gotten we've gotten the monkey off the back. We've gotten a home <laughs> win now. <clears throat> a lot of that pressure is missing. And, yeah. you know, you as, a, you as a professional athlete has already said, sure, the pressure – should not be a factor and you should be able to push out a lot of that stuff. Now, you know, a monumental 22 game home losing streak. I couldn't imagine how that feels, but luckily 2024 don't have to feel that anymore. And um, that being said with 2024, as we know, Jamin, you are a very great player. You are great at what you do. Um, Not only are you an awesome guy, but yes, you're great on the turf. So, uh, you did mention that there's some workouts. Uh, nobody's going to get into speculation on that. Like you said, it's not tangible. We're going to wish you good luck in those workouts. We want to see you do the absolute best for yourself. At the same time, we really hope that you're. we're going to see you in green and gold next year. Um, but if you get another opportunity, man, you know that we're going to be cheering for you. Yeah, appreciate it always, man, for sure. Yeah, I always know. You guys, uh, you guys have always been... One of the best fans to me, for sure. Hey, hey, we we appreciate you. And, I mean, before we get into the final thank yous, and I say thank you 50 times, uh, <laughs> you know, even how you interact on Twitter and um, even, even through the brunt of it last year, this year, James Wilder stuff he was doing last year, the backpacks, um, doesn't matter. The community beat, you're out there doing the E-duties, uh, up on the up, up up at the garrison there. So, um, Jamin, you're a fantastic guy for this community. It's awesome to have somebody from Calgary. We've we've taken one of Calgary's <laughs> finest. We got him here in Edmonton now. So, um, yeah, man, like thanks for everything that you've done for this fan base over the last year and a half, man. Um, yeah, you're you're de- you're definitely one of the bright spots for this franchise through the darkest time. So um, thank you for all you do, Jamin. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's you guys that keep us going for sure. Like the support, like for sure. It's you guys, it's the fans. And that's, they don't, fans don't think that they have the impact that they do. Like we get told all the time not to read the comments, but I promise you every one of us does um, good and or bad. Um, But with that, like, it's always nice to, you know, see fans making um you know uh good points out of bad situations if that makes sense like for you for instance like your game recaps you know like they weren't negative like even if it was a negative thing it wasn't negative towards anybody you know what i mean like it was just a negative of the game which we can you know chalk it up to the game um so it's things like that that definitely that definitely help us out as well and like i said like the support from from the fan base and from the community it if anything it does all it does is just help us so no i i appreciate you and i appreciate all the fans of of the uh ee thanks man no we uh thanks no thanks for the feedback on that because uh sometimes we get ripped for not being too critical but you know at the same time um there's no real benefit there there's already so many other people that are spewing garbage like you know let's say with the edmonton oilers right now um and the hashtag firings, um, you know, yeah. why, why is this player playing like absolute trash? Well, 
I mean, I get that we're in the age of digital message boards everywhere and your opinion can be seen at light speed and everything else. But, you know, thinking a little bit before you post and not necessarily putting down other people over over entertainment, over mm-hmm. a, a, a sport. Uh, you know, it just, it's not really worth it, but there's definitely a difference between being, giving constructive criticism in a way and just being an absolute a-hole online, (laughs) you know, like there's, there's absolutely no need. You can be realistic. You can be, you know, accepting of the reality of what is happening and be open about it and not try to sugarcoat it or look at everything through rose colored glasses. But at the same time, it doesn't give you the right to just go and attack somebody personally or attack an organization if you don't have all the facts or all the knowledge. Right. So that's always the stance that we try to take. We try to be um, optimistic. Yes, but realistic as well. So, I mean, if there's something that we see that we need to say, we will say it. But at the same time, it's always with that kind of politeness that we always wish that we bring upon of all, all of our comments and a lot of optimism as well because we know that a lot of things are not under our control so why are we going to go around bitching about something that we can't control yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> absolutely and a lot of yeah that's the thing too and like i'm starting to see more people realize that it's like also as the players not everything falls on the players you know what i mean like we're yeah. super quick to point to the players and say this is the problem that's the problem not always like that and it's uh you know it's kind of that place where you have to meet in the middle for sure so i know no, I, I, sure. no and, and once again shout out to taylor cornelius's dad right because i think i was overly critical in in something that i said or no somebody somebody had made a comment or it was either based on one of my articles or something and i wasn't trying to be overly critical but what he came up with was hey take a look at how much pressure that taylor is is facing this isn't necessarily like a taylor cornelius thing so I think like even after that comment, I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'll do a little bit of a little bit better at analyzing the full situation before you know putting putting a little bit too much on one person. So um, yeah, yeah, no, man, I applaud Taylor for sure. I will say that like to me, honestly, like I'll I'll say this from an insider point, Taylor wasn't the problem at all. Um, so you know, I I actually do like Taylor a lot as a player and as a person even more. Um, but yeah, the, the criticism that he received, uh, online was like, yeah, it was not good. And, uh, you know, it doesn't all fall on him. I guess he is the quarterback. That's what he signed up to do. But at the same time, like we got to be realistic. He's, he's not, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't expect him to do everything for us to win. You know what I mean? Like it all falls on all 45 of us. So. Well, and, and, and the other thing with Taylor Cornelius, like the number one thing, and you know, we, we spoke at family day last, uh, this year, this year, family day, uh, you and I had spoken and then I gathered all of my other information from his off season and you see his build and I'm sorry, anybody that goes and puts that amount of work in an off season to come in and, you know, be a bad quarterback or whatever people were accusing Taylor Cor- Taylor Cornelius of. Because look at the no pressure, the no pressure trick plays and how he was being utilized. And sure, he was being utilized very well, um, but he's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. It's, it's, 
unfortunately it's you know we, the best way that we can put it without getting into it too much is the first nine games of the season and you know what happened before the bye week of changes and mm-hmm. unfortunately and the worst part the worst part for us watching it was we didn't enjoy seeing taylor cornelius have his confidence shattered week in week out with in a, in a system that just wasn't working at the time right so um yeah and and i mean trey ford great quarterback right um he's also a good quarterback but in the same sense he wasn't really gonna thrive in that exact same scenario that taylor was in so it just i don't think anybody would have at all nobody nobody would have right i mean you would have yeah yeah and so i mean yeah I, i do think taylor cornelius took uh quite a bit of unjust uh beat down there and I, I hope that he does stay with the team. I don't know if his salary allows it, and I don't know what that looks like for 2024, but that is not our problem for today. <laughs> we will turn <laughs> out another date. Um, that That is definitely all the time we have for today. Jamin, we could probably talk for like another hour or two, but maybe we'll do that outside of the Elks call. Um, that being said, man... Dude, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This was an awesome chat, Jamin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the the chance to be on here. I was, I told you, I, I wanted to. I was waiting. I was watching. I think it was a few weeks ago when I was commenting in the chat. Yeah, I, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I love it, man. No, I was actually I was waiting for a really good time, and um, Kathy and I came up with a plan to not have players on during the season. Because then we can kind of, you know, do a little bit of recap, talk about experiences, talk about, yeah. you know, more of the positives rather than like. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's just it. I, I didn't want to be one of those podcasts that just focuses on what is happening at that specific time. Yeah. Right? And more yeah. focus, I'm more interested in learning about you as a person and sure tied to the Edmonton Elks, but. You know, why are we just focusing on specific periods of time when we can just look at the big picture and talk about things in general and just get to know you a little bit better? So, oh, absolutely. No, yeah, personal is way more fun. <laughs> Every day, man. No, we super appreciate it. Um, we're, yeah, I'm probably going to sh- uh, hit you up here sooner than later and uh, maybe oh, we'll I go. You, I thought you were going to say you were going to go shower now. No, with no, with lather. <laughs> lather.com. <laughs> Nine and one. I'm gonna to talk to them about a nine and one product because Jamin mentioned it. Um, no. <laughs> please don't. Um, okay, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for viewing, for tuning in, uh, for hitting us up on Edmonton Sports Talk. Thank you for being here. My name is Scout, aka the Rep from Section X. I am Catherine, aka Even Elks. And that was Jamin Pelly from the Edmonton Elks. Thank you so much, everybody, once again, and we hope you have a great night. Cheers.